Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. Thanks for joining us. Day two of the COVID-19 rejourney. Let's go back and trace the steps of what went wrong during the pandemic and learn from people who, by the way, were right in 2020, but they were silenced. And today, you heard the incredible conversation we had, Amanda and I had yesterday, with Dr. Robert Redfield, former CDC director, what he saw wrong, what he told Anthony Fauci, how he thought Anthony Fauci misled the American public, what he hopes can be done in the future to prevent a pandemic of the technology he talked about from that one laboratory that can quickly analyze a virus and create an antiviral treatment that can lessen people's risk of dying. Those are all really important things. Today, you're going to hear from two scientists that were outright canceled at the beginning of COVID-19 by what a lot of people call the Fauci mafia. The doctors aligned with Dr. Anthony Fauci and the NIH. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya from the University of Stanford, Dr. Harvey Risch from the Yale University Public Health School, two experts. They were at the top of their game when COVID-19 hit. They had a different strategy than Anthony Fauci. They got ostracized, canceled, censored, kicked off of Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they were right. And today you're going to hear from them about why we still don't have the dial set right for the next pandemic. We still aren't learning from the mistakes because the people who made them are unwilling to let us have that conversation. Well, Jay Bhattacharya and Harvey Risch, two extraordinary medical scientists, they're going to start that conversation for us. What really needs to be done, what the science actually shows, not the politics, and what is on the horizon as solutions, as potential warning signs. We're going to have that sort of conversation today. I'm really looking forward. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come up, first up, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold 
and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Welcome back, everybody. The coronavirus exposed quite a lot within our society over the last few years, whether it was how fast citizens would go along with government's direction or how quickly fear would allow them to cancel good opinions, including those of some of the best experts in our country. Our next guest knows a thing or two about that. He got canceled for a while, even though nearly every piece of advice he gave this great country was right. Joining us right now, one of America's great medical scientists, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Doctor, great to have you back on the show, sir. Thank you for having me. It is good to see you back on Twitter alive and well and giving wise opinions, but there was an extraordinary moment in our history where fear was allowed to really end the scientific debate in America, which of course is antith antithetical to science. Tell us how the last few months have been since people have re basically re-engaged with you and allowed you to, to share your wisdom into this marketplace. Well, I mean, it's been it's been liberating, John. Frankly, I, ever since, uh, frankly, since um, December when the Twitter files expose first came out, uh, and I learned that I was on a blacklist on Twitter. And you know, just imagine that the United States putting people on blacklists. Um, I've, 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 my, my, the, uh, my reach has grown on Twitter, which has been, which has been the whole purpose of getting on Twitter was to, in order to you know, be able to engage with lots of different people, not just people that agreed with me. Um, uh, but I really wish that had that, 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 that kind of open debate had been allowed during the pandemic. Um, what I've learned from that Missouri versus Biden case that I've been involved with, where the Missouri and Louisiana attorney generals have sued the Biden administration is that I don't think Twitter did this on their own. It was at the behest of the United States federal government yeah. that 
uh, that scientific debate was suppressed online. The idea was that somehow that the government knew the truth better than all scientists out there, even when it was a complicated new virus. Uh, it should never have been worked to suppress any of that. Uh, and instead, uh, they should have permitted and embraced open discussion, and embraced scientific dissent. That's the only way forward, I think. Uh, and hopefully that's a lesson for future pandemics. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, too. Doctor, I wanted to talk to you about a, a bigger issue that I think is probably one of the most concerning factors for, for the medical and the health industry, and that's public trust. Um, as we were talking in the last segment when Dr. Redfield, he was talking about vaccine hesitancy, which unfortunately I think has turned into vaccine skepticism. Uh, here in California, it's hard to trust your doctor because if doctors don't parrot the official narrative, then they can have their licenses ripped away from them. Um, a lot of people in Unfortunately, had a lot of time on their hands during the pandemic, so they watched, uh, you know, they binged movies and, and, and series about the opioid epidemic, so now they are skeptical of the FDA and corruption therein. How do we get public trust back in, in any of that, either in doctors, in the public health sector, or, or, or should we even have any trust? Well, I think public trust in public health and in medicine is very, very important for the health of the public. Uh, the problem, though, is that the pub that, that public health and uh, medicine has to earn that trust. And, you know, Amanda, during the pandemic, there have been so many decisions and pronouncements made by public health that have just been flatly false. The idea that there isn't immunity after COVID recovery, you know, that the nat that natural immunity doesn't exist. That the, the idea that the vaccines are going to stop transmission of the disease, and and on the basis of that, people have lost their jobs. People have lost uh, uh, been you know subject to gaslighting when they've had vaccine injuries. Um, people have been told that you know cloth masks will work when they when there was no evidence they were. There's a lot of reasons why, legitimate reasons why the public has lost trust. I, I think the the only way forward is for public health to squarely embrace that to tell the public that they were wrong. And that they are sorry and then undertake reforms so that these kinds of mistakes never happen again. The, the key thing is, uh, you know, during the pandemic, it all often public health would often say things that were they knew to be lies in order to manipulate the public. It's, it's actually in some ways very, very simple. Go back to the old ways in public health where you only honestly tell the truth all the time, even if it doesn't. It's inconvenient um, when you don't know the answer. Say, I don't know. Uh, we don't we don't have the evidence. Here's what we're doing to develop the evidence. Just embrace uh, the idea that public health should treat the public like adults, not as children. Yeah, what a novel idea. It's basically how the patient doctor relationship has worked for all, all of eternity until this last few years. I want to talk to you about something that you've been doing. Uh, you've been through so much. A lot of people would say, you know, after what you went through, you don't know us anything. You, you, you could go hang out on the beach if you wanted. But you have stuck right in there. And you're taking the work that was the Great Barrington Declaration and now turning it into a futuristic blueprint for how we can get right with the things we got wrong in the pandemic. Tell us about the Norfolk Agreement Project, what's going on there and why it's so important to the future of public medicine. Yeah, so so I've been working with some uh, seven of my colleagues, epidemiologists, uh, immunologists, doctors, uh, in something called the Norfolk Group Blueprint. So that's, that's the Great Barrington Declaration up. But then if you go to the NorfolkGroup.org, you can see the Norfolk Group Blueprint. Um, it's basically uh, a it's just it's a set of questions that I think any honest evaluation of the pandemic response ought to answer. 
questions like, why did we push the vaccine for everybody when it was clear that it would be most beneficial for older people? It would save the lives of older people. Uh, and we didn't know for certain it would, whether it would, it would help uh, on net young people. Why did we uh, embrace vaccine mandates? Wh on, why did we push mass uh, in, in the population at large when there were no randomized trials to, to, uh, to justify it? Why didn't we uh, rapidly run assessments? Why didn't the NIH run rapidly assessments, just as rapid as the uh, Operation Warp Speed for the vaccine for early treatments? And you, you just had that conversation with, uh, with uh, Director Redfield on that. I mean, I think that's a very, very important question. It, that was a public health failure. All this stuff about, you know, horse pace and all that controversy, that didn't need to happen. If, if the NIH had done its job and run large-scale, solid, randomized trials in 2020, we would have had answers to those questions, and many, many lives might have been saved. Um, so it's it's a blueprint for an uh, like what a bipartisan commission would do if it wants to assess honestly how well public health did during the pandemic. You know, just like for instance, after the Challenger disaster in the, in the mid eighty mid eighties when the space shuttle blew up, there was that very famous moment where you had Richard Feynman, uh, the famous physicist, right. sitting in a bipartisan commission, and he puts he takes the O ring, dips it in the glass of water, shatters it, and you knew immediately what had gone wrong um, in why that why the challenger blew up and that led to tremendous reforms at NASA uh, that's what we need John that's what the public American public is owed and, and the, the Norfolk group uh, blueprint is a, is, a, is a is a set of questions I think that if a honest commission can meet convenes and and is uh, and is populated by honest scientists will have really important answers that will lead to fundamental reform in public health in the United States so many people cheering for that and I they don't see a lot of leadership on the government side but they see it in what you're doing. And sir, the public also is owed an apology for what happened to you if your voice had been allowed to be in there. I think we would have had a much better turnout to this pandemic. We're forever grateful for the courage you showed throughout that time. Thank you, both of you. Appreciate it. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Dr. Harvey Risch, he's right in line with Dr. Bhattacharya. More future-leaning, forward-leaning thinking on the future of America's response to pandemics right after this commercial break. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everybody, here to continue our conversation about COVID. Someone who has been on our show many times, and we love having him on to discuss this, our good friend and professor emeritus of epidemiology at the Yale School of Public Health, Dr. Harvey Risch. Doctor, it's great to see you. Great to be with you. All right, sir. May 11th. We are less than a month away from the pandemic officially being over. I would say I would throw a party, but I didn't really act any differently during COVID. So not much of a change for me. What's with this arbitrary date of May 11th? Is it significant? Well, uh, you know, I wrote an essay for the Brownstone Institute in January of last year saying the emergency was over. Once Omicron hit and, and wiped out all the previous strains, the, we knew the emergency was over. Uh, they, what we've had is a very infectious, very mild illness kind of respiratory infection in Omicron. And even though a few people have been hard hit with it, by and large, everybody does pretty well with it. It's annoying to have it. It goes away. Some people have longer symptoms, but those mostly clear up. There's methods of dealing with it. So by and large, we have had no emergency since then. The fact that Biden signed the declaration that was passed by both houses of Congress to end the emergency status is a step in the right direction. How much that actually ends, given that there's three or four different emergencies and which ones govern which policies is unclear, at least from my lay point of view. So it's a step in the right direction. And we should have done this long ago. Yeah. One of the great things that we've benefited from your counsel and wisdom over these last two years, doctor, is you've kind of kept in the same ground. There's been all the panic, all the overreaction. Uh, and you you were always there to say, listen, this is manageable. We know how to do it. We're in a post-COVID period where now and there's two reactions. The people who mishandled it don't really want to talk about anything, right? They just want to let that go out and go find something else to do. And then to those who are warning about the next pandemic, are we really ready for it? What's the best advice for getting this country ready for the next pandemic, respiratory or otherwise, and having a more sane, sober approach than the silliness we went through the last two years? Well, the first thing is not to put it in the hands of the military. This pandemic was five days after the emergency was declared. President Trump put it in the military to, to run it as a counterterrorism episode, and they militarized it. And that is not how public health works. In fact, almost every policy that came out that way was opposite, backwards or wrong. And we suffered the consequences of having much worse uh, life experiences, including mortality, 
from the, the pandemic because of the militarization and, and the military uh, scheme of things. If 100,000 people die, that's just collateral damage and, and they don't really care because they're after a higher, what they consider a loftier goal, that where that goal was not justified in the first place because of inappropriate militarization. It needs to be in the hands of public health. The second thing is public health has to go back to its roots. Those roots were very clearly defined in the 2006 paper by right. Tom Inglesby, who, who laid out what we know and how we manage respiratory pandemics and respiratory infections. Those things that he laid out still stand. No locking down. You know, the masks don't work well, uh, no closing schools uh, and all the other pathologies of, of social life that we went through do not apply. They're not how you control a respiratory infection. In fact, you control it by letting the people who do okay with it have it and develop immunity and protecting the people who wouldn't do well with it with treatment either by antibodies, by uh, generic medications, by vaccines if they're available. You use everything you have in the people who need it, not in everybody across the board. Yeah, great point. Sir, we deal with a lot of issues in this country that I think lead to the decline of health in mass in America, um, whether it's, you know, the rate of obesity or the lack of access to good fruits and vegetables without pesticides. Um, I wanted to ask you about that with respect to a next pandemic, because obviously the governmental side of things is very important. But since the beginning of COVID, since almost the beginning of COVID, uh, when we started learning more about it, I have long since felt like this should have become a public health initiative for our federal government, encouraging people to exercise more, to get outside and get vitamin D. Now that we are out of COVID, of course, the conversations are ongoing about what could be the next COVID, what could be the next pandemic. What are the best things for Americans to do to stay healthy, to make sure that the next time something like this comes around, we don't have to go on the personal side into panic mode. Uh, I will again stress vitamin D is going to be key to keeping people's immune system functioning optimally. You don't have to go overboard. If you have vitamin D levels measured in the blood, it's 50 to 75 is sufficient, good level. And that's typically taken by about 5,000 units a day, plus or minus, depending on body weight. And this is easy to do, and it's inexpensive to do, and you can get vitamin D, and now we recommend with vitamin K2 added to it, it's part of the regimen which promotes the uptake of, of calcium into the bones and not into the arteries. You can get this on, I, last I checked on Amazon, for six cents a day. So we're, we're not talking about anything dramatic here. It is very easy and very affordable for almost everybody. And that's the basis of starting off with a healthy immune system. Also, people need to be out and about and carry out normal daily lives. That includes exercise when they can get it, physical activity when they can get it, being in the sunlight in moderation, and, and just normal healthy lifestyle. A wide range of fruits and vegetables in the diet is good. Minimizing um, saturated fat in general is considered good, although I have some colleagues who are thinking that our dietary recommendations need to be updated because there have been new developments in understanding of things. Nevertheless, healthy diets that we know with, without going to extremes are, are what we would expect to be optimal. Good, good, good advice. Well, we got to get back to it, doctor. Got about a minute left. I want to ask you about restoring the doctor-patient relationship. Big government really got in the way and told doctors things they couldn't do to treat their patients. What can we do to push that back into the right place, which is a doctor and a patient should make the best decision for each other? 
Well, uh, this is going to be difficult. I think it's going to take a generation to trust doctors again, that doctors were just as terrorized as everybody else, and maybe even more so, by top-down control of the pandemic and pandemic messaging. And I think they really didn't know where to turn and, and felt complied, uh, required to comply with, with the, the messaging. And so I honestly don't know how that's going to turn around other than the visibility of increasing numbers of lawsuits that have done, the doctors themselves are doing against their licensing boards and, and uh, specialty boards. I think you're right. I think that this is going to be a generational issue that carries out even into the the vaccine realm, because so many people now, because of the COVID vaccine, have questions about every other vaccine, vaccines that have been tried and true and trusted for a very long time. It's been so unfortunate to see. But what's fortunate is that we got to have you on again today. Dr. Harvey Rich, we couldn't have had this conversation without you. We love having you. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back. Just the News is blessed to have one of the best medical reporters, science reporters in the country, Greg Piper. He also covers cancer culture for us since science and cancer culture have gone so much hand in hand the last few years, something that Dr. Bhattacharya and Dr. Risho painfully reminded us of. When we come back for the break, our own Greg Piper from Just the News is going to join us. We're going to have a conversation about where the cancer culture rebound is going. Now that people are free to speak again and there's a scientific debate going on in America again that we haven't had. Where does it head next? We'll have that with Greg Piper right after these messages. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back once again, everybody. We only have a few minutes left before we kick off for the weekend, but we're going to finish where we began with another all-star guest. Greg Piper is an experienced investigative journalist, and I encourage all of you to read all of his work over on justthenews.com. But we bring him in now to talk about his journey covering the pandemic as he's asked the toughest questions, tediously analyzed data, and in my professional opinion, brought forth the absolute best reporting on the issues surrounding COVID. Greg, you did a fantastic job on all this. Welcome back. If you could just kind of let our audience know, I mean, the, the, the synthesis of the pandemic, all of your reporting, what do you think was was the hardest narrative to push back on? I think the hardest narrative is simply that uh, the government uh, was very confident what it was doing. Uh, it was working based on data rather than kind of fumbling its way through like all of us were 
and and really just trying to invent on the fly this entire new approach to uh, to pandemic response that uh, it, it had a hundred years of experience in studying uh, especially what went wrong with the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic uh, with things like the Hong Kong flu in the late 60s um, and and just tried to basically reinvent a you know throw everything against the wall to see what sticks and, uh, and and really just just stick with some things that pretty early on didn't have much data behind them uh, really try to silence people who said you need better data to justify the things you want to do especially mandates and just create a lot of pushback and I don't see a way for them to really get out of that right now. Uh, they'd have to show some humility. And I haven't seen much humility for the past three years. <laughs> That's for sure. No doubt about it. Um, uh, Dr. Rish, in the segment just before, you said something I think very profound, which is we actually had the playbook. And I think it reinforces what you just said. And we just threw it along out the side and we started pursuing all these crazy things. The playbook was mitigate the risk for those who are at greatest risk, have everybody else go about their best day with the best precautions. And, and then when people get sick, isolate them and treat them. And all that went out the window for all these other mitigations do you think anyone in public health realizes how badly that decision played out? Uh, we, we've seen some people kind of gradually acknowledge uh, that they got things wrong. They'll, they'll normally say, as, as you see the CDC director do sometimes, we have more data now. We, we've studied this a little bit more. Uh, uh, case levels are down. Vaccinations are up. Natural immunity is up. And so we don't have to uh, be as strict as we were before. What I haven't seen really is, is any acknowledgement saying we won't do this again, uh, that some things we got so wrong that we just kind of decide we're not going to go that route again. Uh, I think you really see this in uh, kind of the, the ongoing insistence that, that a lot of, frankly, pretty weak research on things like uh, mask efficacy on um, what additional benefits uh, additional vaccine jabs will give you uh, if you're not a high risk person. Uh, there's still a concerted effort, I think, from the top and in a lot of mainstream media, a lot of mainstream scientists who get a lot of money from NIH uh, to, uh, to try to really keep the, the research base uh, fresh so they can bring the stuff back. And, uh, and still continually denying uh, 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 that their research has just not been all that good, um, continually pushing back and just citing uh, weak observational studies with no controls, uh, speaking uh, in, in a very curious way about things like added protection rather than meaningful clinical benefit. Uh, you kind of have to have a glossary in your mind as you read and you, uh, you listen to what they're saying to, to kind of see they're speaking in a kind of code that only people in public health and uh, serious physicians are going to understand the general public's probably not going to. Yeah. Greg, we just got about 90 seconds left. I wanted to ask you about this case out of Utah. You know, throughout the life of the pandemic, Americans have wanted answers. They've wanted answers on on the efficacy of the vaccines, the safety of them. They've wanted answers regarding deaths related to COVID rather than just people who died uh, with COVID. Talk to us about this case out of Utah and how it might actually force some of that data to be revealed. So there's a doctor in Utah who's being prosecuted uh, for alleged vaccine fraud, COVID vaccine fraud, of um, basically getting uh, government money to do this um, and then uh, throwing out the vaccines or injecting saline shots. Um, and uh, and he's actually pretty excited about this. Um, he's being advised by Steve Kirsch, who's with the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation, a, a very big philanthropist, um, who, uh, who hopes they can use this case to actually use legal discovery to obtain a lot of government data that uh, 
the feds have not put out, have resisted pretty strongly, uh, that they believe will show that there are correlations uh, between uh, COVID vaccines and, and deaths that will be fairly clear. Uh, what we mostly relied on now is kind of studies around the world, uh, not really much from the U.S., not much from our government, um, on uh, higher rates of adverse events in certain demographics. Uh, young males and myocarditis is probably the best one, uh, best known one internationally. Uh, so uh, they, they believe that they can actually get this data to uh, basically make a defense for uh, for this guy. His name is Kirk Moore um, to say that he was acting in the best interest of his patients by doing this, uh, that he could not yeah. lawfully follow these mandates. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Actually, a two day special, I'd like to call it, from Dr. Robert Redfeld, the former CDC director yesterday to Jay Batachara, Harvey Risch, Greg Piper today. A very robust conversation, one that's not happening in a lot of media circles, but it needs to happen in media circles, science circles, political circles, policymaker circles. I'm so glad you could be a part of it. Thanks for tuning in today. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.